Oh. No! Yeah! No, it is not. That's fantastic. It is not Dave, the end. I knew you would love that. that. I knew you would love that. That's your best limerick ever. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Francesco. Hey, guys. Hey, Scott. Post-international break. Finally, last one of the 16 seasons. That's right. Not another one until something like March or something. Amazing. It's going to be great. Uh, We're actually going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, We're going to have a shortened episode here just because... There weren't any Premier League matches last week. But you know us. We like to have a lot of fun. Talk about soccer. I do sure. know us. <laughs> That's right. You do know us. <laughs> On occasion. But the fact that it's a shortened episode could be a good thing, and it might also mean that we don't have to spend a lot of time on the United States soccer team. I'm Ouch. about to jump off a cliff. Yeah. Ouch. So in case you hid from soccer since our last podcast, sure. the United States lost 2-1 to one at home. In Columbus, Ohio, to Mexico. At l- like last 90th minute goal. 80, yeah. 89th minute, I think, officially. Exactly. And then last night, uh, this is Wednesday morning that we're... Is this Wednesday morning that yes. we're recording? Feels like uh, it. So last night, 4-0 loss at Costa Rica. A country, to be fair, that we have never beaten in Costa Rica. No excuse That's for me. That's fair. That's a good thing to remember. But four nils, it's a bad loss. That's a, that's that's, a spanking. Wait, that's a yeah. barehanded, bare-assed spanking. What was the score when we lost to Argentina in the Copa America? Was it four nils? It was the same. Yeah, that's not good. It was the same loss. That's not good at all. If Messi's brilliance only gets Argentina four goals, and that's the same score line that we lose to at Costa Rica, we're not going forward. We're not going forward in that case. I have a bigger problem with this, these matches is the way they've played. They've played there, – there's no cohesiveness. It looks like – excuse me for this. It looks like I'm watching an MLS game, okay? <laughs> and I'm not used to watching MLS games because I like the higher quality of the EPA. Oh, there I hope one day – I hope one day <laughs> – that, Brian, that the MLS is on par with the EPL. But you know what? It's not there yet. Yeah. And watching last night and yeah. against Mexico, it was it was like I was watching an MLS game yeah. and the other teams were from a better league. The MLS is like the La Liga of the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> I think that'd be giving them too much credit. Uh, okay. But my point being is... Watching the games, the other teams, Mexico, Costa Rica, there's some cohesiveness. There's actually play in the in the midfield that actually looks like there's some tactics there. Watching the U.S. play, it look, literally looks like we're going backwards 20 years in U.S. soccer, where it's long ball, hey, let's hope something kind of lucks up, bounces our way, maybe we get a set piece. Nothing is built through the midfield. Jermaine Jones is does what he does. He intercepts some passes, but he's horrible on the ball. Michael Bradley, to me, has never looked worse, never looked older. And the because Klinsman was tinkering with formations oh. against Costa Rica, ends up with Pulisic, are easily, like not even close, our best person on the ball, best playmaker. He ends up on the wing, doesn't get enough of the ball, in my opinion. And we have no creativeness and nothing moving forward except long balls, prayers, and hopes to Bobby Wood and Josie Altidore. And it's not good enough. 
And the one goal they did score against Mexico early in the second half was a great link-up play between uh, between Altador and Bobby Wood. Yeah, Altador chesting the ball down. Robert, Mi- Bob, Mr. Bob Wood, Mr. Bob Wood. Have yes, we he's a man now. There's, there's no more Bobby. He is Bob Wood. Uh, that's a that's a classic American name. All of a sudden, yeah, it's not good. In fact, na- unfortunately, the fact that the scoreline against Costa Rica was so big, uh, and the, the the gap, obviously the the, the loss, the four goals, uh, the margin of deficit was so big, and then on top of that, we're not playing any more matches in the hex until March. That's bad. That's a bad combination for Jurgen Klinsmann. Immediately after this match, uh, people were already suggesting that he might not be the manager in March. And, uh, this and was honestly, horrible. Honestly, after, he embarrassing. Did that, after he just did that really nice interview with, with Roger Bennett from Men and Blazers. That's where, the problem. Where he, the curse, Roger Bennett would be the first the to say. Of, where the curse of Raj. <laughs> well, well, he saw, but it was just, it was very good. It seemed like he was very aware of what's of, of issues. And, and a lot of people responded to that saying like, no, he gets it. He seems to really get it, and and now it goes right back to he would be a, nothing. True, he would be a great consultant for U.S. Soccer, a great uh, scout, or like, I don't know, I can't think of the term right now, but basically someone to a recruiter. He'd be a great recruiter, player recruiter for U.S. Soccer. Yeah, he is not a good manager. That's always been known, but it never was more evident than when we started against Mexico uh, in that three-five-two formation. Uh, I made the comment during the match. Uh, and and I'll say it again here before in front of the microphone. It's never a good thing when I feel like I'm smarter than the manager. And after that three five two formation and the way the match started, I felt like it was obvious that wasn't going to work. It felt obvious from the starting lineup when the lineups were announced. My immediate you can go back and see my chats before the match even started. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this doesn't bode well. I tweeted out, we're gonna miss Yedlin's speed. We're gonna miss questions. Uh, uh, worker or uh, mustache. Form. We're gonna miss his mustache. His yeah, well, form. You always miss a mustache if you don't have a mustache. Yeah. And we're gonna sure. miss Bedoya's work rate. And it was terrible. It was it was terrible. That first goal against Mexico is entirely on Klinsman's shoulders. Uh, we we obviously came back and leveled the match early in the second half, which is great. But the fact that we had to give up that early goal because of Klinsman's errors just contributed to the heartbreak of losing when that late goal went in. And then I mean four 0 we gave up. Like we just we just said, you know what? We never win here, and we gave up. And so you have to wonder. Like Klinsman is the ultimate that's, cheerleader, that's player soft. cheerleader. They're soft, Brian. They don't have a proper LRD, do they? I don't think they do. And they were missing all of their experience. Either you know, the, a lot of the experience is is injured yeah, or or just Jermaine Jones playing. was out there. Michael Bradley was yeah, out there. Klinsman but... goes with guys who are playing for their clubs. Unfortunately, he doesn't seem to consider chemistry among the guys he has. Well, when you're when you're arguably one of your best defenders, DeAndre Yedlin, he and Klinsman are, have some beef because he didn't yep. play. Timothy Chandler mm. is playing in his place. Yeah. After watching last night, that guy thought he was a midfielder. But let me tell you, I think he was supposed to be playing in defense. American Julian Lescott. Massive, <laughs> massive holes. Minus the in hair the back. Yeah. It was yeah. it was embarrassing. I was embarrassed as an American to watch the patheticness. That was USA Soccer last night. And now let me balance it with this perspective to close before we continue. Don't forget that you know, a loss to Mexico and a loss to Costa Rica are not terrible. Those are the top two teams in CONCACAF outside of us. Top three out of the six automatically advance to the World Cup. So at worst, if we are the third place country, we 
qualify for the World Cup just the same as Mexico and Costa Rica do. And don't forget something else. Leading up to the last World Cup, the 2014 World Cup, Mexico was in fifth in the hex going into the final match. They had a chance to not even qualify for the playoff spot. Only because of uh, the U.S. scoring late in their final qualifying match did Mexico get bumped up to fourth, Panama dropped to fifth. Mexico almost didn't qualify for the last World Cup. So perspective, this is still very early. There's eight matches still to play. All is not lost. It's going to be okay, probably. It's just going to be a little bit harder than we thought. All right, to England then again. As we look ahead to the Premier League coming up, match week 12 is on its way. We told you last week not to make any lineup changes, although Brian did have one possible exception, which might have bit him uh, a little. But we'll, we'll come to that in a okay, second, Brian. Okay. Uh, we said don't, don't make lineup changes. The international break results in travel problems. It results in injuries, mm. playing on subpar pitches in these small countries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. And now here we are, and Brian, you've got a list of injuries for us. Yeah. Howdy, partners. It's an injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, that's I, perfect. I was trying to think of I how think we could intro it, and I thought the injury roundup uh, said as a, a, a nice ranch hand sure. from the 1830s <laughs> is a really good way to get this going. And here's the pause. If we pause, Dave can now insert banjo music into our podcast. Oh, I, I already know exactly what I have for this. I Great. Oh, no. well, In fact, from now on, Injury Roundup will be introduced Well, like partners. That. I'm going to save that clip. <laughs> uh, let's go. You want to go in, in alphabetical order or in order of, of, of percentage ownership? Ooh, percentage it, ownership. Let's do it that way. Get your pivot table ready. Wow. No Lots kidding. of injuries. Some of them we already kind of knew about. They were either crept up late in the week uh, over last week or have, uh, have come up in the last couple of days. The biggest ones, of course, Diego Costa, mm -hmm. which things are not – that's 40.9% owned in, in fantasy Premier League soccer. Things are not looking good for his availability indefinitely as it – the reports are that he aggravated his groin injury that he got during the match versus Everton. As of a few days ago, still hadn't trained. He was the third most transferred in player since last week. Yeah. And he... Me, I transferred him in. And he is... It, it, unless something strange happens, it looks like he's... I mean, I guess we'll see. But I wouldn't... I don't know. Based on anything that's been read so far... Uh, I wouldn't expect it. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to be playing this weekend. Yikes. Uh, next is, uh, of course, Eden Hazard. Not uh, your boy. Yeah, my my boy. We, he my he boy. can't possibly get hurt on the international break. <laughs> Eden Hazard. Well, insert last week's clip here. Over two hundred thousand people <laughs> transferred him in since last week, or in, two, in the last two weeks. Uh, Gave everybody kind of a scare. Left in the 73rd minute in the World Cup qualifier ver or, yeah, versus Estonia uh, against their U13s, I guess, where they won 8-1. <laughs> uh, Roberto Martinez, though, came back out, said no big deal. He got kicked in the calf. Should be fine. Mm. So Chelsea fans sweating one and breathing a sigh of relief on the other. I don't like all that sweating and breathing. Um... <laughs> The next biggest one, Dave, I'm very sorry about this for you because it hurts me double. 
Hector Bellerin. Ankle injury, he's on 24.9%. He's one of the top owned uh, and one of the top scoring defenders, obviously. Ankle injury that he picked up versus Spurs. Not good. Out at least three weeks. They're saying three to four week absence. If he misses the full month, he wouldn't play again until he plays again. Until they play Stoke on December 10th. That, that's not good. There's not a great... They had, Gibbs has been playing okay, and they started to play Jenkinson back, but I can promise you, he's one of the best defenders in the Premier League. You that, can't just like replace and right him. On the, I mean, and, it's a whole and right on right after he signed a contract, squashing all of the all Barcelona of the transfer, rumors. yeah, all of the rumors of him leaving Arsenal. Now that that's past him, he gets an ankle injury. The one good thing, I guess, though, is that it's a balance for Manchester United uh, because they're still playing without Zlatan this weekend. Everybody else is in the lower level. The big, the l- other biggest one has to be Adam Lallana, injured yesterday. Eleven and a half percent owned in a friendly. That's the annoying. Thing. Uh, a leg, what they just called a leg injury. Uh, it was pretty early on in the match, though. Uh, so I'd say he's at least questionable for the match versus Southampton. But it didn't sound like it was serious enough. That it's that it would be an extended absence if if anything. Um, just when you thought the unluckiest man in the world couldn't get more unlucky, Christian Eriksen. <laughs> did we say he couldn't get more unlucky? I hope not. If we you did, did but if we were did, we wrong. were wrong. <laughs> uh, hip injury for him. Didn't play for Denmark uh, versus Kazakhstan on Tuesday. So he they're calling him at least a a game time decision for uh, the match versus West Ham this weekend. The other unluckiest guy in the world, Dusan Tadic. I know he's not owned a ton. It looks like he went three rounds with Conor McGregor (laughs) (laughs) after he got kicked in the face by Neil Taylor when Serbia played Wales. Gosh. Uh, They're saying he may need surgery on his what looks to be a broken nose. Who will continue to not provide assists for Southampton now? (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. The other biggest percentage one. Sorry, I kind of skipped down a little bit. Hyungmin Son. Yes. At 6.9% admitted this week he's been trying to play through an ankle injury. That might explain his dip in form a little bit. Yeah, he did try to explain it that way. That would have been nice for us Sun owners to know. Yeah, it would have been nice to know probably four weeks ago whenever he stopped scoring goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) If he's been playing up to this point, you'll assume that he's going... He's been saying he's trying to play through it. I guess if he's been playing, you just continue playing him if you need him. And especially this weekend when you also lost... Vincent Janssen. Mm. Vincent Janssen, not owned a ton, uh, collided with Simone Mignolet. They better hope Harry Kane can play the full 90. Yes. Even though he was sent home early from England camp. Janssen had a concussion. The report is that he lost his memory for 20 minutes. What? (laughs) So... I mean, concussions are no joke. We know that. A ton- we already know that. I think a lot of people are kind of catching on to that. It seems like, I mean, no offense, it seems like the Premier League's a little bit behind in concussion protocol things. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they're going to mess around with this because this one was so uh, so glaring. But either way, Spurs are hurting, and they 
they couldn't have gotten Harry Kane back at a better time. They're already Della's Della Alley's gone. Alderweireld probably back this weekend, but but we'll see. The only other the other biggest one is Salomon Rondon, who picked up a hamstring injury. Didn't play for Venezuela or, or didn't play for Venezuela in either of the World, World Cup qualifiers they had this week. So he stayed in in England. He didn't travel. So the that's good for him. So West Brom is hoping that since uh, since he didn't travel, he just was you know rehabbing. He should be fine for their match versus Burnley on Monday. And that's your injury roundup. So yeah, good. so good. Yeah. Okay. Now one guy transitioning now back to you, Brian. This is this is. Uh, this is all you. Once all right, again. again. Um, we thought it'd be funny. I, there were a lot of reports following one certain player's ex, uh, exploits in this international break. Yeah. A uh, lot of talk about his former club and, and you know the one that they let get away. Um, of course, I'm talking oh, about yeah. the guy that I asked you to do for oh, how to say. Course. Dave has yeah. no idea who this is going to be. I oh, can't be man. more surprised. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think I would like this... Um, I would like this music, the music for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I would like the music for this to be, um, I don't know, something really, uh, something really upbeat. Let's go smells like teen spirit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, That's let's, so perfect. <laughs> so this week's how to say <laughs> is, I mean, I'm, we're transitioning straight to this. We are going right into this. Yeah, yeah. Sure. This week's how to say is an in-your-face of <laughs> as yet undetermined in-your-faceness to, to okay. Dave. This 21-year-old midfielder has played with two Premier League clubs so far in his short professional career. West Bromwich Albion last season, and for three years prior to that, Arsenal. David, do you know where this is going yet? Nope. He was born in Stuttgart, Germany in 1995 to his German mother and his father, who's from the Ivory Coast, or as they would say there, the Côte d'Ivoire. Oh, no, no. I actually, I think I do know where this is going. This explains his <laughs> French first name, Serge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do know Serge, where this is going. as sure everyone now. in the entire world knows, is derived from a Latin word that described a durable type of fabric, a wool, or silk, or linen mix fabric that was used to make coats. That's where Serge. 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 Okay. You want to get real French about it? <laughs> uh, durable yet silky. Sounds like he would fit right in at Arsenal, eh, Dave? No, he's probably too good, so we had to sell him. <laughs> it was not to be. Serge left this summer for a club who wanted to see him actually play. Signed <laughs> For a paltry four and a half million pounds in August to play for Werder Bremen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe somehow Arsenal didn't see his perform performance during the Summer Olympics in Rio for Germany, as he was named. He was really good. Germany's player of the tournament in yeah. their runner-up performance. Interesting. Then, of course, a few days ago, to add insult to another insult, he <laughs> scored a hat trick for Germany in their 8-0 route of San. Yeah. The fact that Werder Bremen reminded Arsenal of on Twitter shortly <laughs> afterward. Thanks, thanks for thanks for the sell. But you say probably Dave. Who cares about San Marino? What's his last name? It's true. Your formerly owned up and coming potential oh, star midfielder 
should I say what I've always said without officially knowing? Because yeah. I don't officially know. Yeah, sure. Why not? But I've never felt good about pronouncing it like this. I always called it Ganabri. And I know. And I, know. <laughs> I was yeah. drinking coffee then. Was you insane. know, that's funny. <laughs> it's if the French, they, the way the French pronunciation ends up being is Serge Niabri. Okay. So it's like it's a it's nya at the beginning. Yeah. But that's if you're French. The Germans do give it a more of a G pronunciation. Canabri. Really? Yeah. What? He was right. Ah, in your face, Scott. (laughs) The English. Every English person just calls him Serge Gnabry. Right. Okay. Well, how the how do the Germans say? They say it more like Serge Gnabry. Oh, okay. They do pronounce the G. They do. It's I soft, don't. It's a soft G, right? I don't believe it. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't believe your own research? No, it's just that you hear three. It really is. You hear three different pronunciations. Yeah. It depends how French you are, and if you want to say "nya," 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 you don't say the it's G in, in wow. French. Wow. Yeah. So that's your how to say, Dave. And I know, I know, it's not. I no, know it's not fun to bring up, but... Yeah. No, well, so Joel Campbell, who smoked the U.S. last night off the bench. Yeah. And now he, he was sent out on loan. Gnabry, Serge. Um, <laughs> Serge. Serge. Your face when you say it. I wish people could see it. There was problems. Arsenal was backloaded with people at those positions. Both positions being like where, where Wobie's been playing where Walcott's been playing, mm-hmm. Chamberlain. In that formation, the the four two three one that Arsenal's been playing, the the outside players on the three, that's where Serge and Joel Campbell would be mm-hmm. playing. And the, and unfortunately they just fell to they're great players. But what what do you do? I mean yeah. you can't keep loaning them out and keep I mean I guess you can, but when they're you know the younger guy. At some point, you had just have to make a decision. Well, we're going to have to go in this this route. And to be fair, it was his own teammates. It was Mezet, Erzel. Yeah. And I think he said. I think they said Kashelny were both encouraging him to go find first. I mean, I mean, he wants yeah. to play first team football. Well, so I mean, why, why not? Man, I mean, it's tough. Like, and Arsene Wenger said we wanted to do. We wanted to do more to keep him. Yeah, we wanted to assign this guy to a longer contract, but I think you can legitimately get in a place where you have multiple really good guys, and you're like, I don't want to hold this kid back. Like, I would love to see him have success. Yeah. It's tough. It, it's just if you're splitting hairs, you eventually have to make the decision. We're going to go with you know the guy who's you know Chamberlain, who's you know closer to 26, or go with Serge, or we go with Walcott. Serge. Serge. Yeah, I mean, we have a Serge here. We have Serge Ibaka. Right. Well, we know it's not a basketball. Podcast. Not a basketball podcast, but everybody's just going to say Serge Ibaka Orla- here. Orlando Magic, yeah, Serge. So we're not going to say Serge Ibaka, but we should. We might we should. from now on. It's a lot better. A lot well, better if we say it like that. I think the last, uh, the the perfect transition away from the international break back to the Premier League is for me to give out my fantasy half point. I'm going to give it out to Ben Mee, Burnley defender Ben Mee, for his hopeful optimism. He's hopeful that he'll get his England call-up soon in the wake of Listen, Tom Heaton and Michael Keane. There is a quota limit on Burnley players <laughs> on the English national team. Let's not get too excited, Ben Me. It's already a bad sign that England's called two Burnley players up to the national squad, that that's what it's come to. To do it for a third would, would spell certain doom. By the way, 
can quickly and we're none of us obviously are English nationals, British yeah. nationals. Can can I speak to the fact that Tom Heaton, when he plays for Burnley, is a brick wall. I mean, he makes 300 saves a game, right? Yeah. Not really, but you know, whatever. Yeah. The goal he let in on Isco, <laughs> the second goal, England is up on Spain 2-0 in the 89th minute. They let a goal in there, and then they let oh, a goal they in, were and then 90, that late? 90th, Man. 90 plus 5, they let in the second goal, and that's when Isco scored. And it could, it was probably the easiest save Heaton has had all year, and somehow he missed it. Mm. Somehow the English, the second you put on the Three Lions shirt, yeah. Kit, you become a head case. You become 10 times worse than you normally are. It's crazy, right? I don't get it. Who's going to break that? People have said this before. No, <laughs> this has been thing. rumored before. But I, when I saw Tom Heaton, it happened to him. I couldn't believe it's it. It's a thing. Yeah. It's absolutely a thing. There's no question about it. Well, hopefully he fixes that from a Burnley perspective coming up in match week 12. Uh, they actually will be traveling to West Brom for the Monday match. It's Monday afternoon here in the States, Monday Night Football in England. Uh, most of the matches this weekend are on Saturday, and we're starting off with the biggest one of them all. The morning match is Manchester United hosting Arsenal. It's a great way to start the weekend. Yeah, You will see most of your players, no doubt, playing on Saturday, although Middlesbrough hosting Chelsea will be of interest for fantasy players on Sunday. Uh, speaking of match week 12, this is just the start now. International breaks are over yep. for the year, for the calendar year. So it, the Fantasy Premier League uh, is, is off and running now. There's no more breaks. I never am less certain about Fantasy Premier League than I am coming off international break. But we are, we are going into a stretch of matches and match weeks where they're going to come occasionally in the middle of the week. Uh, we're going to have one of those early in December and a couple of those late December. Uh, so the matches are going to be coming fast now and nonstop, and fantasy Premier League players are going to have to pay attention. Yeah. Do you have any buys and sells that you're going to be doing this weekend? Well, should should we talk about things we should look for going into the to, in order to complete the first segment? Seems like a good time to discuss that. I would say whatever you know this year, if whatever uh, wild cards and and bonus plays you still have. Uh, you're gonna have to pay attention and, and and do your best to make sure that you are picking those correctly. Obviously, um, we don't recommend you do much with those this weekend coming no. out of the international break. I would recommend start beginning to diversify your bench now. If you have bench players that don't play, and I do, I have at least one defender that doesn't play for the most part, um, just because um, he's you know. I'm trying to get extra money there, right? So I have a, a fourth – I never play five defenders anyways. So I have a fourth defender who's like a, a, as cheap as possible, 4.0 bedillion, bedillion dollars, yeah. Brian. And then – so I try to take some of that money and spend it other places. The reason why I say that is diversifying your bench, meaning everyone plays. Because what I also recommend is prepare to play a 4-4-2. Because what's going to happen coming down the stretch, there are so many games, there is at least 12 Premier League games that the teams will play, excuse me, nine Premier League games that the teams will play between now and the 3rd of January. It's amazing. That's one every five games, easy math. One every five days, it's pretty easy math there. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> My point being is there's going to be main players that won't play every single one of those games. Correct. And they will they will be rested, and it might happen kind of last second. So if you have a diversified bench and you're playing a formation where you have a defender, midfielder, and striker on the bench so one of those players can get moved in and played, that's what I mean by from here going forward, every week work on – because obviously if you just want to keep the one free transfer per week – but work on diversifying your bench and then prepare to play the the 442. If for whatever reason the other thing that is important of all the chips that are available to play in fantasy premier league if for whatever reason you haven't used your wild card where you can sure. reselect your your team with no transfer yep. transfer cost you have to use it before the end of the first segment. So you'd have to use it basically before the end of the year. You get another one in the second segment, and it doesn't carry over from the first to the second. So you don't gain an additional wild card to be able to readjust your roster. So that's just one important note. If you kept it this long, congrats, because that was really, I feel like there's been like, Six yeah. times in the, in <laughs> the right. first eleven weeks that you could have yeah. easily that's you right. know just thrown your whole team out. I know that's true for me. I would have done that this weekend if I still had it for sure. Sure. Speak, speaking kind of in this in this direction, um, I could also move into the Arsenal moments, guys. That sounds great. <clears throat> Let's talk some Arsenal, shall we, Brian? Um, yes, because I know you love this. Uh huh. Every year. The build-up to the holiday season and traveling through the holiday season in the EPL is daunting. And for Arsenal this year, it is no exception. Brian, you know how many games Arsenal has in this most most treacherous time? 100? That's That would be high. Come on, <laughs> oh. come on, guess. Take, take a better guess than that. Mm. Okay, Three. you're too slow. You're too slow. Three. Twelve. Arsenal has 12 games in the next 6.3 weeks. 12 games in the next 45 days. One game every 3.57 days. Mm, that's a good bit. This is why the big clubs, in quotes, need to be, in quotes, big. And this ridiculous schedule will determine if Arsenal will be set up for success or failure, Scott. We can't take any games off. We can never be switched off, in quotes, for the Brits. Nothing <laughs> shall be taken for granted. That's so true. Wow. Oh, wait, there's oh. more. No, no, that's for the most part it. I oh, okay. have their, their, their 12 games, though, uh, coming up, is that includes uh, Manchester United, a PSG, Everton, City, and then surrounded by some other games that will be lesser. But those are, I mean, those are four big games. Those are four real big games. The cool thing is, is they get to get see United without Ibrahimovic, Correct. which is nice. Correct. Although it's without Bellerin. I like yeah, how you sort of become the, I don't know, the Ernest Hemingway of Arsenal. You know, yeah. The, the, the poetic yeah. voice of... of reason and uh, perspective on where they are in the schedule well thanks i guess <laughs> <laughs> hey one of the matches that i'm going to be watching this weekend is uh, watford hosting leicester 
not only because I think it might be a fun match to watch, but because I spent some time studying the history of Leicester City. Oh, yeah, sure. Do you have a uh, history of Leicester City here? I'd like to give you a little bit about Leicester City, okay, yes. Okay, sure. All right, well, uh, most of us didn't really even know much about them prior to the last couple of years, and especially last year when they won their title. Based on the bookmakers' odds, what some were calling uh, the biggest upset in the history of sport. They were actually formed in 1884, joined the Football Association in 1890. Not a whole lot of success to talk about during their history up until last year. Uh, there was a Community Shield trophy that they won back in 1971, which was then known as the Charity Shield. Uh, so that was a thing. They did win and have won four League Cups, but the most recent one was 1968-69. It's back there. It's back there. Uh, you know, before our lifetimes, and uh, you know, most of maybe our listeners as well. Still, when the Beatles were all together, so mm-hmm. I mean, it, at least that. True, that's true. Uh, a couple of things about the club: they have a mascot. His name is Filbert Fox, which I think is cool. Is that the only fo- name they could come up <laughs> with for the foxes? Is Filbert? No, there's. I think this year they're saying a lot more than that. <laughs> But they do have two secondary mascots as well. They actually have three total. Wow. The other two are named Vicky Vixen. That's good. And Cousin Dennis. I like that. Not Cousin Cal or something? Nope, I Cousin mean... Dennis. I uh, pulled up a picture just to be sure that this is real. And I do have, there are pictures. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame. I think the one thing NBC Sports' coverage is lacking is, is more mascots. More mascot They need coverage? more mascots, yeah. We don't get enough of those in the NBC coverage here in America. The club motto is Foxes Never Quit, which I feel like any of us could have come up with. But they do have a cool tradition as uh, the teams walk out onto the pitch before they play that Premier League theme song that every you know every venue plays when the, when the players walk out. They better enjoy playing that this year. They, well, Be- because that's a little ne- relegation next year, here. Next year, I think they'll be playing the championship. Come on, man. You're so hateful. Before that, the post-horn gallop is played uh, on a bugle, which is very cool. Very cool little uh, tradition that they have. The same guy's been doing it for the last seven or eight years. So I don't remember his name off the top of my head, and I didn't write it nothing, down. Nothing gets you ready to play, Brian, in the tunnel. Freddie. Then the, the post-horn bugle. Is it Freddie? It's not Freddy. It's is like it Jack or is something. Is it Phineas? <laughs> is it is it is it Bugle Buddy? <laughs> oh, you want to stay with Cousin, the bees with, yeah, the, with sure. whatever the instrument oh, is. Yeah, exactly. First Cousin letters. Dennis. So uh, Leicester's biggest rivals are not in the Premier League. You could point at a number of clubs. Why is that not shocking? Uh, Nottingham Forest <laughs> and Derby County are considered East Midlands rivals. Yeah. Uh, but also there's what's sometimes known as the M69 Derby when they play Coventry City. The two clubs are separated by 24 miles. The cities are separated by 24 miles and a stretch of highway called M69. Wow. The name. Yeah, sure. That sounds like a fun road. Yeah. Uh, there's one American uh, alum to Leicester City. Just one? Casey Keller. Oh, good. Played for Leicester City. Did he? Back in the day. Pre, That's interesting. Pre-Premier League uh, promotion, most recent promotion. Yeah, sure. One last thing I want to mention about Leicester City is a Limerick. He, hey, he was our original American goalkeeper bald. True. And then we went Howard and now Guzan. We- True. Yeah. All the keepers going forward must be bald. Lots of stress on those guys. Yeah, now sure. he's just an odd-sounding announcer. For he's Fox not the best, Sports. but he, I respect him. Yeah. I wrote a limerick. Did you? Yeah. 
Yeah, get your uh, rubber ducky ready. The squeaky toy? The squeaky toy. Sure. Always like him. All right, you ready? Not sure how this is going to sound. The, the meter is a little off, I think. But okay. stay with me. As long as it rhymes. It rhymes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can still hear the victory party song. The entire world last year sang along. But now, what's Vardy's sitch? Only two goals for that little b- <laughs> I guess that's the end of Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. No! Yeah! No, it is not. It is fantastic. It is not Dave, the end I of knew you would ding, love that. that. I knew you would love a, that. That's your best limerick ever. That's like saying that you're going to end the, the pixie dust for Neverland. It's <laughs> never going to end. Dilly ding, dilly dong has no, the rain will never cease. Maybe not, but maybe for this year, yes. <laughs> They miss N'Golo Conte more than anyone realized they would leading up to this year. It's been a rough start. But things could still turn around. They play at Watford this weekend. Any buy sells? Yeah, I've got some buy sells. I do too, Brian. Go ahead. We want to start with forwards, or do you want to just go person by person? I do. No, let's let's, uh, start with with forwards. We talked about this guy a little bit last time. Sam Vokes. Sam Vokes. You're buying, yeah. a, you're buying a Vokes? Sam Vokes from Burnla. He's only owned 3.3%, 26 points in his last four weeks, just 6.2 million billion trillion dollars. That's interesting. Tenth overall in the Premier League's, what we've talked about before, the ICT index, which rates the player's influence, creativity, threat. He's tenth on that? He, is ra- he ranks tenth wow. on the ICT index. More importantly, he is seventh for forwards in their in Premier League's bonus point scoring. Uh, to top it all off, the next eight match weeks, they go at Brom, home City, at Stoke, home Cherries, at Ham, at Spurs, home Middlesbrough, home Sunderland. You don't like the next two so much with West Brom and Manchester City. Probably don't like playing at Spurs later on in that stretch, but that's eight consecutive matches against mostly bottom half defensive clubs. Three of his goals this year have been against Liverpool, Southampton, and Everton. All three are top 11, 11th or better. So top half defensive teams. Yeah. Like, I just think for a guy, for a, a for at least the next eight matches, you could do way worse than having Sam Vokes as a third striker on your team. Selling? Who are you selling as a striker? I am selling. I might. I don't want to sell him, but I think I might be selling Troy Deeney. Okay. Oh, that's. Yep. It's time, probably. I mean, he. This, it's hard because Watford's next run of matches is it's kind of pretty, the same. It's, it's good. really good. It's just I don't know. It's just a, it's I tough am, to count on him. I am. Uh, I already own him, but if I didn't own him, I would buy Jermaine Defoe. Sure. Uh, his next four matches, Hull at Liverpool, Leicester at Swans. He could score all four. Yeah. Listen, Liverpool might score ten on you, but they usually like to give up five. So I mean, uh, Or one. Or one. <laughs> they're, they're at least good for a one. <laughs> That's right. And Defoe is usually that one that scores from Sunderland. That's a good point. Selling strikers. I am selling Ibrahimovic, especially because he's not playing this week against Arsenal. And even if it's just for a week or so, but I would sell him. Interesting. You're, I'm seeing. I'm not going to sell him, but the guy that you're starting to see people want question is Romelu Lukaku. We've spoken very highly of him the last few yeah. weeks. Uh, coming off a one one rough 
match. He had a two uh, in his last yeah, match at Chelsea. Chelsea, the Chelsea game, not right? a big deal. We said not to overreact. I'm not going to sell him, but you're going to see some people talk about selling him and maybe picking up someone uh, someone else in his place. I like the Sam Vokes uh, sell a lot. I don't have a forward buy. I'm looking to buy. You mean buy? Uh, buy. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. I don't have a forward I'm looking to, to sell. Okay. I have a strike force of Lukaku, Charlie Austin, and Jermaine Defoe, and I feel pretty good about that rotation. Yeah, Charlie Austin is another one that I that I, he would have been like. I know he's already been kind of on the radar for a while because sure. he's been so good, and he's really cheap too. But uh, yeah, that's to- I I would feel great about having Charlie Austin. And don't forget, you might want to think about selling Costa. Stay tuned for the injury news yeah. update. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's absolutely a true, and that hurts that you can't like. Sub him in possibly for Ibrahimovic because Ibra is not right. playing this week against Arsenal. So that's right. Uh, that is two of the top five strikers won't, might not very possibly be available this week. Yeah. Um, midfielders. I already bought him, but I'm buying Gilfie. Gilfie Sigurdsson. That's, that's, that's not an accent. That's, that's not an it's accent not that anyone does. Yeah, it's good. Look, you think it's time, huh? I think it's time. I know that Swansea sucks. Uh, but he's got 21 points in his last four. So he's a definitely in form, a goal and two assists, the assists in consecutive matches. Uh, same thing, like as, far as, like as far as his attacking threat, it's pretty obvious. He's on, he's on every set piece for Swansea. He is their PK taker, and he takes yeah. all the free kicks. You, you don't need to watch for, two, for more than five minutes to see how good he is. He's 18th on for midfielders in the ICT index yeah. rating, ahead of names like Adam Lalana, Son, Robert Snodgrass, some people who have been like money and, yeah. and huge scores. And he missed two, basically two matches yeah. earlier in the year. Only 7.2 million, uh, 3.3% owned, and the same thing. Swansea's next nine matches are mostly against. Uh, bottom half defensive teams. I could run through yeah. the list, but take my word for it. I am uh, selling. I might sell Sanchez this week. Uh, number one, he picked up. The, the, oh, supposedly yeah. he picked up an injury. Well, it didn't stop him from playing and scoring twice for Chile against Uruguay. I don't know what to think of that. Although Wenger, he might come back and Wenger goes, well, since your country won't sit you. We're gonna look at you and have a. Have, you're gonna have a. I don't know. We've documented. He can't I know. Really say he's that like to him. Matt. Brother Matt always says he's made of Kevlar, and Wenger's scared to sit him. So maybe Sanchez continues to play. It worries me a little bit this week. The other thing is this: they're playing United. Mourinho's record against Wenger is very good. Mourinho shut down Liverpool. The only person that shut down Liverpool this year. So that is a a thought as well. well is Sean if, Dyche too? Mm, I, forgot, I forgot about I forgot about the old Burns. Um, <laughs> But no, Sanchez. We always try to forget the burns. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sanchez. So anyway, I, I guess my point being is this: if he plays this week, his chances of scoring are lessened by the fact that they're playing United uh, against Mourinho. The other thought is Coutinho. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think about Coutinho. I'm a Coutinho owner, and looking at him and his travel, they they played. You know, it's always hard to know. Maybe for the same reason. So, what I would, who I would look to buy to replace Sanchez would be. Kevin DeBrowna. Okay. And City's next two games are away, but they're but they're easier. So You know you're a hardcore soccer fan when you're looking to see what time Brazil's 
Tuesday game is yeah. and you're trying to do the time zone math to see when that means your Liverpool sure. midfielders are going to be returning back yeah. to England. And, and I mean, they played like the 11 o'clock match. It, the, and we need to keep this show moving. Did you see that uh, the three clubs, Liverpool, Chelsea, and United, I think it was United, City, it was City, rented, uh, uh, chartered a private jet. The three teams collectively chartered a private jet just for all the Brazil players to ride on. That's awesome. To fly over and fly to fly back. They need those players. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, for me in the midfield, before you even talked about Sun, Brian, earlier yeah. uh, in the show, uh, I was planning on probably selling him. Now, here's my dilemma. I've got three midfielders I really like and, and start every week. Payet, Mane, and Firmino. Yep. I also have Sun and Stanislaus in my midfield. And Stanislaus is fine as my fifth, you know, yeah. midfielder on the sure. bench, especially yeah. now that he's healthy again. Yeah. Son is the one I, I, that needs to go, but I've got no money in my bank. Right. So it's I be price equivalent. I have been, or or I need to plan for you know, upgrades elsewhere by buying someone cheaper, which is actually what I'm thinking about doing. I don't think Joe Allen's run is going to continue for much longer. I've been very uh, verbal about that in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. But I will. I'll be able to bank nearly two dollars by picking up two Joe pounds Allen. by That's putting nice in Joe thing Allen. Is that you, there are a lot of five around five dollar options. Gundogan, the same thing. Gundogan is maybe even a better option. I just have something against City players. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm thinking about going that route because either Allen or Stanislaus might be a decent fourth midfielder pick. They actually play each other this weekend. Yeah. So who knows? Well, you know that's 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 where I'm leaning for for money purposes. Defense, defenders. This is where I have a major problem because I I did pick up. I bought Holobos. Uh, I bought Holobos last week. He's suspended now. I also have suspended uh, Adam Smith from Burnmouth, Bournemouth. Oh darn it! Every time. <laughs> and of course, Hector Bellerin is also on my defender list. Ooh. And this is my so my. I have Can you the, play two at the back this weekend? I might be my. <laughs> I might be start. My starting defense might be Patrick Van Onholt and and Jordi Amat. <laughs> yeah, but Amat has. I know Amat hasn't played. Three, I know. I'm, and I don't want to. And I hate wasting transfers on defenders because you don't because unless you get a clean sheet or a goal, which is almost it's impossible, hard. you can't pick up points in defense. That's true. I have a, and this is not, and this is not helpful for time. But I have like a three-way tie for defenders to yep. buy. I'm saying for price, George Friend. He is sure. a friend to all mankind. It's true. That including, is the first thing, including fantasy, players. including fantasy players. He's four. He's only four point four percent owned and four and a half million. He does a. He has. He's decent for scoring. Decent in bonus points. Mixed bag of fixtures, but really it's about his price. I mean, yeah. at four and a half, he's one of the best like attacking. They host guys. Chelsea this weekend. I know, and they're going to get blasted. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh, and then, Dave, I know you you hate it. Leicester City cannot have a better run of matches coming up in defense yeah. for the defenders. Yeah, it's like it's like nine straight of of low ranked teams for them. Uh, to face defensively. Well, and we said last week, if they're going to get out of this this relegation struggle, that for the most part they're in, they're like one point away from the relegation zone, this is the time they make their move. Christian Fuchs. He's a little more pricey, and he's owned a little bit more, 5.4 million and 8.6% owned, but he's seventh for in uh, in ICT index, fifth in bonus points for for all defenders. Yeah. And the guy is... The guy is 
uh, he's just a really good player. So I, I am I am selling Holobas because he's suspended. Yes. Uh. Until November twenty seventh. I am buying a baggy back in Whoa. Macaulay. Four point seven his next three games, Burnley at Hull Watford. Nice. I have held the injured Luke Shaw on my bench while I shored up other places on my squad uh, with my one transfer a week, but uh, I think it's time to let go of Luke Shaw and upgrade to Scrotum Mustafi. <laughs> okay. Scrotum Mustafi. Did Brian tell us how to say that? No. No, I just, it sounds like Scrotum. So but I it's say very scrotum. close. Scrotum Mustafi. Scrotum, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll get. We're doing that next week. Scrotum Mustafi. Preview. Preview. How to yeah, say buy, next Mustafi week. is a good buy. Listen, this is going to bring us to the end of the pod. Correct me if I'm wrong, Scott. Sure. Is this it? No, I'm buying Jack Butland. Oh, is it time to buy Butland? He's training. No price is too high. Sell Stecklenburg <laughs> if you own him. Sell Stecklenburg. He hasn't saved anything since those PKs. It's probably true. <laughs> Hey, if you're not owning Tom Heaton, you're just, you just don't know what you're doing. That's true. Uh, this brings us to the end of the pod. Listen, you can always find us at FantasySoccerFC.com. You can always follow us on Twitter at FantasySoccerFC. For David, for Brian, for Scott, this is David. I screw it up every week just for you, Scott. Until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>